have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. While we can't post about sex, there are still people posting scantily clad pictures of themselves all over, and myself, I've done done this before. And you know what, no shame, no one gives a shit. It's your body, do whatever you want with it, great. But um, while that's all awesome, what is a little bit harder to digest for me personally is when people are taking these photos of themselves, throwing 20 filters on it, and then and then saying, no filter, or no, I didn't Photoshop this, or whatever, and they don't look anything like what they look like in person. And then, you know, people are saying, wow, that's so hot, you're so hot. Now, you might be very well an attractive person without all the filters, and chances are you are, but selling this idea of beauty um, is, I mean, I, w- I would say just as damaging, if not more damaging than whatever we're attempting to do with our sex ed. So bringing this back around to sex ed, what can we do to start to or to continue to um, and get people to understand that social media is not real? Um, and that they should not be linking their feelings of self-confidence on watching what other people are doing and thinking that it is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, oh, I think one of the, for, for me, like, not hardest thing, but one of the biggest things has been showing all my sides. So I do pictures without makeup. I do pictures where it's clear, like I got my angle going, like I I did a thing, but then I'll do also like, I'll do a show picture before where it's clearly a selfie and I'm looking perfect. And then people I'll post candidates people took of me off stage where I'm like, I like this picture. There's a little bit, uh, whatever. I'm still going to put it up because I think that it's okay to want to be in this perfect for you mode of like, Ooh, I like my boobs just so and this angle and my hip popped and whatever and the lighting, but also that it's okay to still be real and not have any of that. And I think one of the questions I get a lot is uh, self-confidence. Like I did a bachelorette party like oh, two weeks ago and I got an email like leading up to the day that was like, oh yeah, so we're doing this, but would you be able to sprinkle in like some self-confidence talk or like how to be confident in yourself? And I think that is a thing that people, it's hard. People are not having the sex they want to have because they're so in their heads. They're not being free with their body because they're like worried about how it's going to look or what they're looking at or like, oh my God, I got a pimple on my inner thigh and I don't want them to see that. Or like, you know, my thighs rub together. So the inner thigh, my inner thighs are darker than the rest of my body. I mean, it's science and that's what happens to skin and all of those things. But that's stopping people from like really having fulfilling sex lives and even with themselves, because I think one of the big things for folks with vulvas is that we don't do a lot of self-exploration masturbation for us isn't encouraged and not that I I don't think that it's encouraged necessarily for penis folks but it's almost like it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. this is out there 
Yeah, it's out there. It's external. You're going to touch it. It's going to happen. They make make fun of it like the whole stiff sock joke. And, you know, and there is still stigma around it for focused penises. But I think we don't even get that. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't get any. We're just like, oh, like, girls don't do that. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a vault, you're not doing that. And there's so many women I've met who, like, never touched it. Like, besides washing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, I do it with a rag, and it's slip, slip. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, no. you know, or they've never seen it, and they don't know what they like, yeah. and they're like, I'm like, they don't, they're not sure. Like, now we have all these super inventive sex toys, like the Eva, that can fit behind your outer labia, and I've had women, like, look at me like, love what? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so wait, let me go get, I got to get the model for you, because... Yeah. And it's, you know, no shame. That's what we're there for. But, like, women who, when you're like, oh, yeah, so your outer labia and, like, well, this is why it may not work. So if your clit's more extended or if your vulva are too, you're, like, if it's puffy or all these things, and they're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so go home. Don't buy this. Don't spend $300 right now. Go home and look at yourself before you buy this. Because folks keep trying to make sex toys be the the cure yeah and they don't even know if it's going to work for them like they yeah. go buy this two three hundred dollar thing and i'm maybe to the detriment of my business but i'm always like hey i don't want you to buy this one i want you to buy the cheaper one and go home and see if you like it and try it out and if you love it come back and buy the better one like i don't i don't want to send you home because i did that too many times in my life as a big girl i went home with toys that I thought would, because somebody said it was amazing or it's supposed to give you amazing orgasms. Mm-hmm. Like I bought Benoit balls. Mama does not come from internal stimulation, but I, and I felt like I was broken and mm-hmm. I bought, remember those butterfly things with the elastic straps? Yeah. It was like, it'd be like a butterfly or a dolphin and then you put it on like underwear. I have a puffy ass scuba. Like my, my, my vulva is puffy as fuck. She's a puffy taco. My clit is nestled inside. She's tucked in and she's like, hello, I'm in here. And putting a toy on the outside of like my meaty lips is not going to, to get to her. And I felt like something's wrong with me because this toy is clearly made for people with a normal body. Mm-hmm. And that was me for years feeling broken or I'm too fat. And like, this is, I don't get good things because I'm fat. And mm-hmm. Like, thankfully, good, like, coming into myself in my 30s and finding out all of this and, like, masturbation is my jam. I talk about it all the time, uh, the glory of the masturbation. But finding what works for me, realizing I'm not broken, realizing, like, this is how my body works and that's okay. Uh, this isn't going to work for me and that's okay. It's not made for my body. Like, all of those things are super important. But I, but I also, like, I agree, like, not everybody's getting that journey if they're in that social media cycle, depending on who they're following too. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, are you following those people who are never not fully made up or using a filter Mm -hmm. or talking only about like this amazing sex they had, but not telling you about the bad sex they've Mm -hmm. had. Like I talk about my bad sex all the time. Yeah. It's just so valuable. Yeah. So because so much of it is, I think of, people who are, you know, for general, like, kind of positivity or self-esteem, or I usually see it on, like, I don't spend that much time on the gram, but when I am, I see it catch in terms of, like, wellness and feeling good, feeling good, looking great, like, a lot of that, and I'm always, there's a part of me that for a moment is, like, 
kind of pulled in, like, oh, I want to feel good and look great, right? Right? But what's under it is like mm-hmm. this thing that when you kind of pull it apart, it's kind of toxic, right? What your, what your question is about, you know, this yeah. feeling that like things either should look or sound or feel or give me a sense of like some kind of ideal, right. which very, and the person who posted that picture does not fit that ideal. They just, they got, you know, Facetune or whatever, yeah. um, or Photoshop. Photoshop on an actual thing, thing not right. on the app. Um, but, uh, so, and I feel like that's really like how to undo that or how to kind of navigate around that. I feel like it's a really challenging thing for everyone, for, for everyone I talk to. Yeah. And I feel like I finally have started to land around at least if I can't feel great about how I look, can I feel fabulous? Period. So I start asking myself that question and people that I meet with on the street and when that kind of comes up and if they feel like, well, I certainly couldn't do this because, you know, my body's, you know, not where it should be. I mean, people say that things to me all the time on the street. And I feel like it's less valuable if I were to be like, no, girl, you look great. I mean, I, that's my instinct and I'll go there and depending on the rapport, like, we'll say that kind of thing. But that's also a narrative on its own that we hear so much of. No, girl, you're perfect as you are. Hellness, you look good feeling great you got it yeah. this is all you so i do a lot more of like acknowledging of like yeah i hear that fucking message too yeah um how about this how about we just say tonight when you're on the date what are you going to want to do to just feel good about things right. yeah. how do you feel fabulous right. in the last episode of sex pops i wore a parrot on my shoulder because that's what i needed to feel <laughs> fabulous right my yeah. phone here my phone case today is you know this water bottle thing because this is how i need this is, this is what feels right and yeah. fabulous for me. Yeah. And I know that this may feel like it doesn't answer the question of Instagram, you know, filters and like body, like how is this cell phone case related to my body? Yeah. In a way of like my image and who I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. This is not just this thing, but like all of, all of it is like yeah. the message that I tell myself, even if it's even if I recognize that the message I tell myself is negative on my body, can I at least recognize that, hear it, and be like, oh, I heard you. Oh, you're back again. Okay. Right. I try to counter you, but you you, pre- you got a pretty loud voice. Yeah. So let's keep you here, and you can spin around and do your little song and dance, but I'm going to eat this plate of macaroni and cheese, go have sex, yeah. and pass out. Yeah. That's – I – so I, I like, I don't need to love my body every day, but I'm not allowed to be mean mm-hmm. to her. And I've also, she's, uh, my, she's like, hey girl, how you doing today? Like I talk to my body and sometimes I, for me, I've moved away from weight and it's like, how do I feel? Like I feel weak. I feel like I want to feel mm-hmm. stronger. I want to feel, and it, instead of like, oh, I got cellulite. It's like, no girl, like, yeah, everybody does. But also, is that really what you're upset about? Or are you upset because you know you haven't been? taking care of yourself in the mm. way. Mm. And for me, it's like mm. when I'm walking and doing more and like walking upstairs and not being out of breath and, and like, but also realizing there's a lot of thin folk mm. who are out of breath. And like, so try to re- reframing stuff and not, I like started following different people mm. on it's Like I curate what I watch because I, I don't want to see just fitness folk and I want to see, but also I don't want to see like the perfect fat girls either. Cause there's a lot of like the fat fabulous stuff, but it's that perfect hourglass right. fat girl whose belly, like I have a, the top of my belly sticks out 
little farther than the bottom and it, I, you can't really always see my belly button. So like crop tops for me are just, I'm like, mm, I don't want them. I don't want them just cause it's not about like, if I had, I'm like, if I had a different kind of belly, yes, but this isn't the belly I want to display. So, but I'm, and, but following just different types of people who are talking about this stuff and not, and also though, like I'm, makeup is good. Like I found, for me, I, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm in my performer drag and I've come up with a different, when I'm not in makeup, that I'm not, not being good to myself. Like usually mm. I stopped wearing makeup every day cause it was fucking up my skin mm. and like having a good skincare <laughs> routine mm. of like, Oh, like, Oh, I got up, I put this serum on, mm -hmm. I did this thing mm -hmm. and I put some sunscreen on mm -hmm. and some lip gloss and I feel really nice today. And I didn't feel like I needed to cover up every blemish, mm -hmm. but also like you're being nice to your skin by not doing those mm -hmm. things. And I, my skin has thanked me. My skin yeah. has been like in such a much better state. So it's kind of getting in your own head and yeah. it's stopping listening to the everybody and mm -hmm. the everything's because, woo, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it is hard. I mean, like, <laughs> it is a huge challenge when you're surrounded by all of that, even if you want, if you try to filter it out and you don't follow those Instagram models and you, you really are um, trying to surround yourself with positivity, there's, it's even, you know, it, it's pretty much everywhere. And it's also perpetuated by our friends who might not be aware or conscious of the, what they're sharing and, and the messages that, are either overt or covert that are associated with those that keep perpetuating these ideas of, you know, in order to be beautiful, you have to be all dressed up, wear the makeup, have the hair done. Like, it, you know, yes, that's great. If that works for you and, and, and you feel good, if you, you know, you're made up or your hair is done and you're wearing nice clothes or, and, and you, you feel good in your skin, that's great. No judging. Awesome. But mm -hmm it also is important to surround yourselves with positive messaging that you give yourself. At the end of the day, when you're in front of the mirror or at the beginning of the day when you're in front of the mirror, chances are, okay, maybe you have somebody behind you who's also naked trying to get ready in the morning. Cool, that's fine. That's, that's my case sometimes. Uh, but generally speaking, that dialogue, that inner dialogue, which is so often way too harsh, like way too harsh. No one is looking at you the way you are looking at yourself and the way you're critiquing every little thing about you. No one is looking at you and saying, oh, well, that scar there is like this and that's wrong. Who cares? It's a whole package. You feel good in your skin. Uh, you know, you can be a positive influence for people who are not feeling great. Yeah. It's it's hard, but it's hard. I, I can definitely say it is definitely, it's hard. Even for someone like me, and I'm super positive and everybody is awesome. And it's all about finding what feels good for you. And to your point, Lola, you were talking about, um, you know, experimenting with different toys and different things that make you feel good. All of our bodies are built differently. Not everybody is going to love a magic wand. I mean, most do, but not everyone does. Not everyone's going to love um, that little butterfly thing that you put over your legs. Not everyone is going to love all of these different toys, and that's okay, but that's why you got to take the time, love yourself, touch it around, feel all of the, you know, beautiful little curves, all the, all you know, I, all the little imperfections, your stretch marks, all the things that make you you. Those are all beautiful, and discovering who you are um, and what you like, what you, what, you know, how you feel to yourself is I think the most important thing that you can do to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Seek, Discover, Create. Are you looking for new ways to spice up your sex life? Do you want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health? At stc.com, you'll get unlimited access to exclusive videos, podcasts, and articles from top experts around the world. Come connect with like-minded people and explore our SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. Join over 1 million active members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Visit sdc.com or download our free app on Google Play or on the App Store. Use promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway. Discover sumptuous relaxation in the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle during our exclusive SDC takeover. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing-optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches. And immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime at our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at SDC.com. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to Seek, Discover, Create. I'm here with Francisco Ramirez and Dirty Lola, and we are talking about sex. Well, we're talking about quite a few things around sex. And part of what we're talking about is making sure that sex ed is really inclusive and that we're talking about all the things when it comes to sex ed and not just parts of sexuality. And part of that is something that I, I get asked a lot about and things that I really am trying to enforce in my own personal ways that I'm trying to educate. And that is that sex is not just about penetration. A lot of people don't even get off when it comes to just penetration. There's so much other stuff that happens. Um, and I call it stuff because stuff entails a lot of things. So how can, how can we get people to expand their ideas about the full range of what sex can actually entail in a way that's inclusive for all bodies and pretty much everybody? Yeah, there's so many different... This is like one of my favorite questions. I love... I, I think one of the things when I talk... Uh, when I taught sex ed in uh, middle schools, for example, I would really be to the, uh, to the delight or not of the teachers in the room, uh, be really explicit to say, to say, if I'm talking about sex, I would say, and even at the UN, I, I would say things like, so if I say oral sex, that could mean, and I would always start with mouth on anus. Right. Mouth on the backside or mouth on vulva, and I'd always leave penis last. I'm just I deliberately right. because people think oral sex and they're thinking all these other things, mm -hmm. or they're usually thinking of even mouth on a penis, right? right. And, and in middle schools or high schools, I would talk about sort of the breadth of sexuality or the breadth of sex and sexual experiences or the term sex in nearly any kind of conversation I would have. So if someone would say hey, you know, tell me about sex. So, like, what do you think about sex? I would very, be very explicit and say, 
Oh, well, so it depends because as we've talked about every single day that I've been here this week, sex happens in all different kinds of ways. So if someone is having sex with themselves, it might look like this, or if someone is having sex with, uh, you know, an object and not a person or, you know, experiencing something, you know, or, you know, and I'll, and I'll talk about like real life things. And so many people, so many, you know, young people I would, um, you know, teach in, in the classes, like middle school and high school, you know, I talk about like, you know, or sometimes maybe someone's, you know, rolling around on the bed with the pillow and just things are kind of feeling good and kind of getting a rhythm or whatever it is, something like that. And I would use words that would hopefully be familiar to people or that the experience of it would ring true to somebody listening in that room. So they think, oh yeah, I guess there was a sexual aspect to that. And I wouldn't, and I would leave it there and say, just leave it there and not aim to define something as, well, that's then sex. That thing that you were doing last night with the pillow on the corner of your bed, that's sex. I'm just telling you, no, I do that. I would just say like, there's so many wonderful ways that people experience and explore and discover what might work for them sexually. And then when it comes down to when I'm working more with adults, same thing, but I also I encourage people, I'm a big, Lola knows this, a big spreadsheet person. Spreadsheet. <laughs> Me too. Okay. All the spreadsheets. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, I'll think about like writing a list of like, what are the things that you like? Ranking them if you want to get that. Wow. Rank them. And the, or masturbate and then see what you're masturbating to. Try masturbating something new if you'd like, right? And see about that. Like people are always, one of the questions I've been getting, I don't know where this came from. Maybe I just like a lot of things. A lot of my friends have been asking me, non-professional settings, like, how did you find out that you're interested in, and basically fill in the blank, because I've right. got a lot of interests. I just realized I'm basically a furry also these days. So like, how did you find out you're a furry? And I was like, I look at a lot of things. Yeah. And I like foxes. Mm -hmm. So um, there you are. Uh, but like, you know, masturbate, explore, and then at different stages within the, your sort of masturbation and like arousal level, see what is really working for you. Like, was it just because you were close to maybe having an orgasm if an orgasm was something you were going to have? What's it feel like after? What turns you on at different times? And then if you want to go as hard as I like to, keep that list and track and be able to see this is a lane that I'm interested in and recognize and appreciate and really like behold how much that thing will shift over time. And that's my like secret tool to people because so many people come to the sex advice chair and they're like, oh, I know that this thing works for me. Great. And I'm not there to diss that. But sometimes I invite to people to, to ask people to be aware of like, notice how at different times in your life or the day or with your partner or different partners, that that may shift a little bit. Yeah. So it's not, that's my way of not just saying what I used to just say, but like sex is all different kinds of things, but really exploding the whole thing and really making it personal for a person to, to get them to start thinking about for themselves. Hey, what are some things that have felt good to me or that have felt like, and how has that shifted? Yeah. And for me, what I, when I move towards trying to get people to broaden their definition of sex, like I always quantify P and B sex or, uh, and I'm like, I know I stopped saying foreplay. I go like, oh, we were having sex with this. And I'm like, oh, and then we got to the B and P and B portion, you know, penis and vagina or whatever. But I think broadening the definition of sex also, one, there's this line of where you have with kids where because 
when you keep the definition of sex so narrow, you have things like there's the old joke, but it's not really a joke about Catholic schoolgirls. You know, like Jesus doesn't know if, it, if it's butt sex, it doesn't count. But that's really because no, but that's a real thing. Ooh, I know. I went to school not with cat, but uh, we rode the train, and that was like a real thing because because the church doesn't quantify it and they don't talk about it. It's a loophole. It becomes a loophole, and so it becomes. This is like. Fucking kids are having sex before they do anything else, which can be like dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Like, shout out to Teen Vogue for realizing like fucking teenagers are having sex and don't know what they're doing and aren't taking care of themselves properly or their partners properly. Um, but having that narrow gauge also like it just fucks people up because you you're like remember that movie Saved with Mandy Moore? Oh my gosh, yes. And because they're like, if you love somebody, it's okay. Like when you start making these very narrow perceptions, kids are gonna find like, oh, so this doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is it doesn't count. It doesn't count. But it's like no. But also when you take away like, oh, that this is sex, people don't use their brains and go like, I can get an STD because if it's not sex, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So it's like no, you can still get an STD from hand jobs and oral and putting your mouth like all these things. So I, I feel like that's why I try to move, broaden people's definition mm-hmm. of sex on from that angle. But I think it also just helps and like for adults, other shenanigans, like how many, I've so many um, folks with penises, mostly like cis men who use that oral isn't sex, that it doesn't count. They didn't cheat, mm-hmm. that they weren't unfaithful because they got a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, I got a blowjob on my wedding night from somebody who I'm not getting married to, and that didn't count. And it's like, nah, son, that counts. Like, and taking that that time to, like, say, like, yes, but also to not erase people and how they have sex. Like, there are plenty mm-hmm. of people who are disabled who aren't going to be able to have penetrative sex, whose sex may not even involve their genitalia, but are still having sex and are feeling satisfied and like having all these things happen for them. And I don't think it's fair to like take away that away by saying this is what sex is and it only fits in this little box or even how not like other people have sex. Like if you're non-binary or you're you know, part of the LGBTQ crew there, you may not ever involve a penis anywhere, a like flesh penis anywhere in your life, mm-hmm. or you may not ever want penetration. Does that mean you're never having sex? And he's like, no. And I think I use that a lot because uh, to explain it to adults and, and kids. I'm like, you realize like there are people who can't have sex that way or don't want to have sex that way. Does that mean they're never having sex? Mm. And people will go like, oh, mm. oh yeah, oh, okay. It's like you wouldn't say this person is a virgin, you know, like if somebody's like I've gone to 80 sex parties and I've had been in a million orgies and I've never had a penis inside of me. I'm pretty sure we're not going to quantify them as a virgin. (laughs) Okay, so I want to unpack that a little bit because we're talking about virginity, right? And that's also something that I just I mean, the concept of taking someone's virginity like it's. Anyway, there are so many problems behind that idea, um, but also can like the conception of what virginity really means because of the way sex has been defined for so many years by our old school, uh, you know, one uh, sex ed class that we had for you know the whole five or seven years that we were in high school. So 
it's super problematic. So how can we maybe, you know, reframe the concept of virginity or do we even just get rid of it altogether because it's not really useful anymore for us to really think about it? What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) This is one of those things that I feel like is so large that it's like hard to just throw throw everything out even though you might want to i i you know and i'm currently what the mood i'm in just when you ask that i'm kind of in the mood to throw it out just throw, no and I'm just, <laughs> no and like no i want to like not say i don't want to throw it out but yeah. i think as a concept yeah. it's so hard yeah, yeah. for, for yeah. people yeah. that i try to reframe it as yeah. like you're not giving or taking it's yes you are experiencing a first you're having a moment, maybe, but maybe your body isn't like, what does that mean? Because it, it could be like, we, we go back to like the hymen and all these things mm-hmm. and you break your hymen like falling off a yeah. bike. Like, you know, like there's a bunch of stuff. So there's no real way. So I, I kind of, when I talk about it, I'm like, have you experienced? What have you gone through? Like, I also will go, there's all types of virginity. Like, have you had a threesome? Okay, well, then you're a threesome virgin. Like, or have you had an orgy? Well, then you're still, you know, that we could, then I'm going to slap it on everything. If we're going to slap it on one thing, I'm going to slap it on everything. Then, like, so you're still a virgin in 30 different ways and that you're trying to shame somebody for being a virgin or, or shame them for not being a virgin. But like, mm-hmm. how many ways are you not a virgin anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so it's, I'm like, if I can't get rid of it, then I'm going to put it everywhere yeah. and on everything. But I do try to reframe it as like, when I talk about my sex, I stop saying I lost my virginity at 18. I'm like, no, I had my first uh, PMV experience at 18. Mm-hmm. And I was doing many other things before that from like probably 14 to 18 I was I like oral and all so I was still having sex but I hadn't had that first you know PMV experience mm-hmm. <sighs> let's hear about the wanting to throw it away you're, you're, mean, let's hear I, it you're I hate to admit this but as I look down at my nails to try to pretend like I, this isn't the truth I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and the last season of The Bachelor was it last last year or the, yeah last year's season no this year's season had The Virgin oh. as I feel like so many people knew yeah. exactly it was oh, wow. it was a it was the most infuriating thing and I'm just there texting with all my friends who watch it and like this is fucked this is so ridiculous this whole this entire season was built the tension of the season was built around where or how somebody may or may not have experienced certain sexual experiences. I thought it was so infuriating and I watched it every week because it's an excuse to drink wine. Right. Um, so what the, my, my instinct to just throw it out is I just, I have a, I had, I, when you ask the question, I had a flash to how many people I've talked with over the years who will say, Oh, but I was a virgin or well, but it's, I hear this a lot. Oh, but it was, I took that virginity. It was like, you know, it was thing because it was, and I, and and what I find, it's to me, it's like it, it's not exactly the same, but the 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 passion around defending and defining virginity is similar to the passion around I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Oh, yeah, and I hear that all the time, and people say those words to me in this. They lean in and they're like with the like, girl, I love him, but see, I wasn't in love with him. 
And I used to be like, oh yeah, girl, I get it. But, and I get maybe what they're trying to say in the shape, but we, we're not speaking this, I don't know what love versus in love means. Right. It's a word that we think we know that it means and signifies these certain things. It's different for everybody. But it's so different for, yeah. for everybody. So if you tell me that, oh, well, this person was a virgin, what do you actually, what do you want me to know about this experience? Is there something, do you feel that you had um, more like variety of sexual experiences? Do you feel like you were maybe more dominant or that you um, opened their eyes to sort of like sexual, like a, a certain level of like, um, like, you know, something up here, like in the mind that was like more sexual. What are you trying to tell me? What, why is this important? And not that I deny that it's important because I actually appreciate that it is important, but I try to get to like what that is. But I just see it's so, I just, I'm done with love and in love. As like, a, I love this person, but I'm not in love with them. Like, I, no, no, yeah, I get it. Or, or like the value placed on virginity yeah. that it's, yeah. you're better, you're more, I mean, like in our climate lately, if someone is, something happens to a person who was a virgin, it's more of a like, it's, you deserve more care oh and attention around what happened to you because you were a virgin versus right. like somebody who wasn't. Right. And yeah. And I'm like, that kind of value just has to stop Yeah, because I, that is problematic. It, I think it, I also just, my problem with, I always talk about Jessica Simpson and Nicole Shane because that's how old I am. Mm -hmm. um, but I talk about, I don't know if you remember back in the nineties, yeah. she was a virgin. It was, public knowledge that she was a virgin and then but she was dating Nick Lachey of 98 degrees and it was like this whole thing because he was like this really hot guy playboy type thing fell in love with the virgin and then they made their whole this whole series Nick and Jessica where they got married and all of that and I always use them as my example of this is why they got divorced this is because they weren't he wasn't there like, I honestly don't think it was, you know, we think we're in love with people when we just are in lust with them. I think the power of wanting to fuck somebody who you think is unattainable, who is so hot, is intoxicating and can disguise itself as love. And I, and, you know, I don't want to say I know these people, but the fact they weren't married that long. And if you watch their series, they had nothing in common. They had nothing in common. It didn't even seem like he liked her that much. I remember watching this like, why are y'all married? Like, and for her, I think she was in love with him. And I think she felt like, oh, this is the person I'm going to like share my life with and give this gift that she'd been told was a gift, a treasure that you're going to give to this person. But then what else? There's the, you have nothing in common. Like y'all are so off sync and maybe, and I'm like, if you would have fucked, you would have realized you weren't meant to be together or he wouldn't have pursued you. And I think I always tell people like, I believe in sex before marriage. I, I believe that you find something out about the person you're going to be with when you have sex with them. And I know that they're like, I, I know that there are people who like, I don't believe in that. And, and I'm fine. If you really are wholeheartedly just like against that and that's, that's you. But I do feel like you learn something. I also feel like feelings change when we have sex with someone and especially if sex is a big thing for you and how will you know sex is a big thing for you? Mm -hmm. You know, you might get into it and then realize like, I really love this thing. I'm not really into it. I just think there's so many things that 
connect sex with with how we love and I don't think that's a bad thing mm -hmm. and I and I think it's an important uh, an important way to to find out you're compatible with someone because especially if you are in it to be in it and you want to be married forever and you don't believe in divorce then you sure as function have sex before you get married because this is you're signing up for something mm -hmm. for the long haul like I have a friend right now who met this woman and felt like he should be married by his age and she was also in the I feel like I should be married and they are so not sexually compatible mm. and he is miserable mm. because all the things he used to love, she will not do. Yeah. And he, and she does not like the things he likes to do. And like, I hear him complaining all the time and I'm like, dude, this is your fault. Like you were a hound dog, like, and highly sexual. And you met somebody who was like, not about having sex. She wasn't a virgin, but was like, Oh, I don't want to have sex with you before we get married. And I'm like, y'all are damn near 40. Mm -hmm. and not wanting that fuck because why mm -hmm. like yeah well yeah. it sounds like he just kind of bowed to what you know society kind of kind of creates for us by this age you need to have you know uh you, you need to have lost your virginity let's let's right. add that let's throw that yeah. in by this age you need to be in college by this age you need to have uh, your first kid oh uh, sorry get uh, get engaged then you have then exactly 1.5 to 2.5 years later you need to be married and then you need to have your first kid and get your first house and do all of these things that really just don't make any sense right. in, in real life and you know part of part of what frustrates me so much about pretty much everything we've talked about today uh, if you can't feel the passion coming through but feel it. <laughs> uh, is the way we allow in a lot of ways society to dictate how we feel and what we do and part of that I think has a lot to do with the way we talk about our sexuality the way we feel about our sexuality that so much of sexuality is is considered shameful uh, by society and I mean like quite frankly um, the entire way we talk about our bodies, uh, what's good, what's bad, uh, you know, what, how to touch it, not uh, don't touch it. Oh my God, that's that's terrible. Um, you know, we have been since we were young getting fed these terrible ideas about you know don't do that. Um, you know, that's bad. You'll get an STD. You'll get pregnant. All of that stuff. None of this really seems to you know apply to the way we actually think about sex. So how do we? I mean, reverse the damage <laughs> done by society when we're educating people about their bodies because it's like years and years of stuff that's been ingrained in us. Yeah. How do we reverse that? Can we reverse that? Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I try to talk about, like I think another important part of this conversation is folks who are asexual and aromantic and I think that that's also a real thing, but I think there are many folks who are discovering that about themselves after they've gone up the escalator of I should be in a relationship. I should be with somebody. And I've heard those stories of like somebody being married and the partner wants kid and they, and they're like, I don't, I don't, I think I'm asexual. I don't, this is, or I think I'm aromantic and mm -hmm. I'm why I don't even know how I got here. Mm -hmm. Or like for me, I got married. Like I met my, now ex but met him when I was 19 and we moved in together when I was 20 21 and I'm 37 and we're getting a divorce but we spent 17 years together and I became an adult in that relationship and it's like reframing these things and how we people's relationships with their body having people be introspective because it's it's also about learning your body and what you need and maybe how you can be compatible to someone besides 
what your interests are and your favorite books and your favorite mm -hmm. movies and how you might fit together, but also learning like how, like your friends, how did you find that out about yourself? And it's like, I mean, I took the time to like, like I found out I was kinky because I was reading a lot of books and my body responded in a certain way. I realized I was polyamorous because that was just how I always loved. And when I, but I roped myself into thinking I had to be monogamous and realized that shit wasn't working. Monogamy is just not, I don't understand it. And I will never understand it. And it wasn't for me and like all these things. But imagine if we mm -hmm. gave people the framework to say, mm -hmm. here you are allowed to figure this stuff out about yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be on this escalator mm -hmm. through life mm -hmm. and sex. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're going to find out I'm mm -hmm. asexual and aromantic mm -hmm. and I'm not going to, and I might be want to be in a relationship, but what does that mean? And I need to find somebody who understands that and wants to be in this relationship with me. And like, how do I do that? Instead of what we end up with is a bunch of clusterfucks of people getting into relationships or things and then figuring their shit out. And sometimes it works out and we get out of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you end up sliding in our DMs and like asking us a million questions because you don't know how to tell your X, Y, Z that this is something you're going through. Right. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll end with like one exercise activity that I give people a lot is yes. like homework. Homework. Let's do it. And I, and I do this when I'm out in the park like late at night. So you imagine, you can kind of close your eyes and imagine like we're sitting there, there's like the city going by. And when I start to hear things about like stigma and judgment and like should be a certain way, do like just a big old deep breath. And then I'll invite that person to, for the rest of the night, walk through the city and notice what they like. And I'll encourage them to use specific language and I'll say, feel free to finish this sentence. I am a person who, and fill in the blank with whatever you want to fill it in with. And this is my invitation to them to realize their own diversity, even beyond sexuality. You know, like what, just who are they as a person? What do they like? They like this light, you know, shining from, they like this neon sign. They like, no, and then I invite them to kind of go beyond there into like sexual or romantic or some other kind of realm of this. But my goal with it is to let them see that already they are living a life where their sense of sexuality and self is extremely rich and full. And when they can see that diversity within their own head that they might not have looked at in that way, the hope is that they can ease up on others if they can see that huh i'm not the cookie cutter that i maybe put on my tinder profile that i felt when i filled up my tinder profile i will undo or loosen that tension that i have around policing other people's sexuality or feeling that there should be a certain way that my partner should be that doesn't solve everything but the hope is that it gives them an opportunity to be nicer to themselves and take some of that shoulds off of themselves because they see that they're doing okay with having a crush on Robin Hood the Fox. As an example, per, you know, <laughs> I'm myself. 
<laughs> I love it. And I, that is amazing homework. So, I mean, whether you're home or not, you should be looking into how to do that and asking yourself those really important questions. Get to know yourself. Take a little bit of time. Just like if you were, you know, dating a, dating a person for the first time, you're going to ask them a bunch of questions. You want to know who they are. So ask yourself those questions. Take the time to really get to know yourself. Oh my God. Thank you both so much. We're coming to the end of our show, but really this has been amazing. I, I know that we could be doing this for a couple more hours and we still wouldn't get out all of that passion and I love it we'll have to do another one of these when we will definitely awesome thank you so much thank you so how can everybody reach out to you each each and together after this yeah um I'm always on twitter at dirty lola same for instagram um and you can reach out to me in my dms there or you can email me at lola um at sexedagogo.com so that's like my kind of my work email people can ask questions or let me know if you want me to work on a thing with you (laughs) i'm on twitter facebook francisco nyc and on the gram fdrxyz and you can also just go to my website it's my first and last name.com francisco dominas.com Oh, awesome. Thank you both so much. And also be sure to check out their show, Sex Probs on the Cut. Uh, On my social media, you'll probably see me sharing it from time to time. So definitely check those out also. And yeah, really, thank you both again. I got so much education from you. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening today. It was a pleasure having you. Tune in Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Stay up to date with my podcast. You can also download and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. And don't forget, you could learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. Yay! Thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. Explore the decadent pleasures of Ibiza, our provocative new SDC getaway. Discover sumptuous relaxation in the island's world-renowned nightlife. Over five hedonistic nights, you'll savor the unique local flavors and spectacular views, and we're not just talking about the Mediterranean seascapes. Indulge in the experience of being surrounded by seductive, like-minded international couples in the lifestyle during our exclusive SDC takeover. Connect with guests in our erotic play areas, clothing optional pools, jacuzzis, and beautiful beaches. And immerse yourself in the youthful Ibiza party lifestyle with our glamorous SDC theme nights. Create memories that will last a lifetime at our latest Spanish escapade in Santa Eulalia del Rio from September 21st to the 26th. Book your rooms now at SDC.com. Are you looking for new ways to spice up your sex life? Do you want to learn more about relationships, sex, and health? 
At stc.com, you'll get unlimited access to exclusive videos, podcasts, and articles from top experts around the world. Come connect with like-minded people and explore our SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. Join over 1 million active members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Visit stc.com or download our free app on Google Play or on the App Store. Use promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.